Hi everyone and welcome back to my podcast Wellness with Sylvie. On this episode, we're going to sort of look at and identify whether there is a right or a wrong way to worry about coronavirus. Specifically, this relates to mindfulness in times when it's very hard to be mindful because you are being bombarded by scary information from social media, fake news, or just news about the number of people who are being infected, the death toll, and all sorts of things that really are affecting our ability to feel happy and loved. And so there's some mental health tips that we can sort of incorporate into our lives now that we're all sort of forced to keep a distance from the people that we would normally interact with every other day or quite often, your friends, your family, but also ways in which you can sort of feel a bit more sane in times when you are confined to such small environments. You know, you're here working from home, you're working on a certain time limit, you're working to meet deadlines that are quite difficult now because you have to circumnavigate this whole working from home concept, whereas before you had people, your employees, your co-workers that you could sort of rely on for help. And now it's a lot harder to get that help as you are working remotely. In fact, I wouldn't say harder. I would say it's just different, right? So is there a right way to worry about coronavirus? So there's a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant article uh, from The Guardian website, theguardian.com, which I'm sure a lot of you have heard about. There's some really great snippets of information that they give generally about current affairs, what's happening in the world. And during this time, we're talking particularly about COVID-19. So this virus is taking a toll on our mental and our physical health. So how do we make sense of it? How do we wrap our heads around this all? So what we want to look at are some of the tips that have been put out there. And I'm sort of going to narrow it down to the ones I feel work best or make more sense it to me. Now, it might not make sense to you, but it could be a pathway for you to finding out what exactly would make sense to you to help deal or worry about coronavirus. So there's a, there's a wealth of information out there on the web. You can find all sorts of things, like even fake vaccinations, you know, things to eat that will definitely stop you from getting coronavirus. And quite frankly, those are all untrue. There is true information on the approved websites, WHO, um, other scientists' magazines. Generally, weeding out fake news from real news is imperative trying to filter out what is real and what's wrong is very important, but it's also quite difficult. Because on the one side, fake news can somehow provide you um, a sense of relief where you're like, oh, all I have to do is eat 70 bananas every day and I'll be fine. Now that is a blatant lie. Or all I have to do is drink copious amounts of vodka and the insides will be clean because alcohol is a natural disinfectant. No, no, no. Stay away from fake news. Stick to what you know is 
well accredited and will give you true information at every single point. Okay? Now, one thing I think is very important during these times is to acknowledge your anxiety. Acknowledging your anxiety means that you, you sit there and you identify that you are in a place where you will feel anxious about what is going to happen to your immediate friends and family, to your future, to your job, to everything. Acknowledge that. It is normal to feel anxious. In fact, acknowledging anxiety is a normal evolutionary reaction to a perceived danger or threat. It is natural to feel anxious. We all do. When it becomes dangerous is when you become over-worried, over-anxious, that it leads you to have a panic attack or to get into self-destructive behaviors, one, such as binge-watching television. Now that we're working from home, it's so easy for you to sit with your laptop on your couch and have the TV on the background. And so what you are doing here is focusing on whatever is on the screen. And so you're constantly being bombarded, whether it's by a favorite television show, whether it's by news, and that is binge-watching because the whole day, not only will you be looking at your laptop and trying to get your work done, but you're also going to be looking at your, um, the screen that's providing you the entertainment or relief or whatever. Binge-watching television is not good behavior, especially towards anxiety. Another thing, comfort eating. All that delicious, delicious pizza that now we can get on delivery right to our door. You know, all these fast food chains have now provided access to you getting nice juicy burgers and chips and cuckoo, everything that's just delivered to your doorstep without you having to lift a finger except, you know, scrolling through your phone, picking what you want. Now, dangers of comfort eating, need I say unhealthy food, foods with high amounts of fat, food that make you lethargic and then unable to be as productive as you can be, food that comforts you, provides you a sense of warmth and filling and trust me, these are all temporary highs. Binge watching television, comfort eating and of course with comfort eating you get into things such as over drinking over drinking alcohol, over drinking whatever it is that you will then binge consume. Now, whilst these things, binge watching, comfort eating, drinking alcohol, smoking, smoking whatever it is that you smoke, what these do is they provide you with a temporary high. And whilst they help alleviate your anxiety at that moment in time, they do not help you deal with anxiety over a long period of time. And what we know now is that we do not know much about what the future of COVID means to the globe. This could go on for months. We have no idea when all of this will come to an end. What we have control over is how to manage the anxiety that comes with that. So acknowledge your anxiety. I could not say that anymore. And I think it's so important. So rather than you letting this define your life and how you live your life. Remember, feelings of anxiety, they come and go and they will pass. This time will pass. And that's what we have to remind ourselves every single day. 
when we start to feel anxious. Switch off the television when you've had enough of hearing about the number of deaths or how countries are dealing with it or how somebody like Donald J. Trump has said something crazy about this, you know. All of these feed into your anxiety. Acknowledge that that is what is happening now. Acknowledge it, accept it, and then let it go. But remember, short-term highs will only be more detrimental to your health in the long term. It would be so, so detrimental to your health for you to acquire a new bad habit during this time of COVID because now we know that we could be in this situation for three months. It takes, according to research, 66 days to form a new habit. So imagine you start to smoke every single day for 66 days. What's going to happen? You will become a smoker. So as I've said, acknowledge your anxiety. Something that sort of ties into this, and I will call this the second thing, scheduling your worrying. Now, I know that this might seem counterintuitive, but it can actually help reduce worrying. According to the Association for Behavioral and Cognitive Therapies, they sort of um, encourage people to set a daily half an hour period, right? So not only does this go towards acknowledging your anxiety, but it also gives you time to have a worry period. At the same time, it helps, to, it helps you to stay present in the moment um, and on the rest of the day. So during the, this half an hour, um, it's recommended that you distinguish between worries over the things you have control over and the things that you have no control over. So there is a great, great quote from the Bible, I believe, um, and it is said in all these sorts of um, AA meetings or therapy and I think it goes something like this, um, if I remember correctly. Uh, it goes a little something like, Grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things, the courage, wow, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. So, as I said, it's important for you to distinguish between worries that you have little to no control over and worry about the problems which you can influence. So accept the things you cannot change, i.e. you cannot change the rate at which this virus is spreading. You can play your part in staying at home, social distancing, self-quarantining, and being honest about how you are feeling, but you cannot change the fact that these people are already infected. So worry about the things you have control over. Worry about getting your work done every single day. Worry about the health of your family. Worry about the health of your children, if you have children. Worry about your own mental sanity. These are things you have control over. Limiting the daily news consumption is extremely, it's, it's imperative. It's a very wise thing for you to do. If you're losing sleep over what's happening or you can't concentrate on, you're unable to, to think of something for more than 10 minutes, you know, then you should probably consider Things like meditation, prayer, whatever it is that helps you regain focus. Exercising. These are things that are really going to help with managing your anxiety. Now back to this whole scheduling worrying idea. So basically it's about being able for, to, for you to acknowledge that there is certain things that are going on. For you to give yourself the time to understand that sometimes 
it's okay to worry. It's okay to give yourself a certain amount of time where you worry. And then you put that aside and you get on with your day. Okay? Um, so, interesting concept, a bit abstract, but think about it like this. If you gave yourself half an hour a day, say for example, I'm saying scheduling worrying, and I'm not telling you to just sit there and then start worrying and then you get into a whole hysterical frenzy about all of this. No. It could be half an hour where you decide to journal about all the things that you are worried about. Get them out of your system, pick yourself up and carry on. And know that this situation, like many other things, like war, like many other global pandemics that have happened, they will come to an end, okay? And remember that you have access to so many apps uh, one app like Freedom, which enables you to block certain websites, for example, uh, so that you stop getting all these silly ads or you stop getting all these silly random, like, uh, what do you call it? You know how you get those, like, stupid uh, articles at the bottom of pages that you read online? Those things, or even just vexatious, weird websites that pop up here and there. Sort of just those kinds of things. Um, so freedom, maybe you can check it out. And uh, it could be something that maybe we discuss at a future point. Anyway, back to the topic. Um, something else. Reframing the situation. You are not stuck inside. No. You are indulging in a long-weighted opportunity to slow down. It is a long-weighted opportunity to slow down to focus on yourself, focus on your home, and focus on the relationships that you have with the people that you have. Right. Now, we have been living our lives, these fast-paced lives. You know, Nairobi is such an extremely stressful place from commuting to being stuck in traffic, from dealing with people who are rude to you, from dealing with your own worries about if your money is going to take you from one month to the next, from paying off loans, from taking your kids to school. Like, it doesn't stop that you forget about so many things that make you, you, your home, your health, your happiness. You forget about the people that you love who are not in your immediate sphere, your grandmother, your mother, anyone who you have sort of not given enough time. I know that for a fact I am so guilty of this. I am so guilty of this. And I give the, the, the excuse of, oh, I'm super busy. I'm trying to build my life. That was a recent one that I told my mother, by the way. Um, but apart from that, what this has really, really done in terms of my perspective is help to reframe the situation. Think about how you can build yourself. Think about all the things you wanted to do where you say, I'm going to wake up at 4 in the morning, do 25 minutes of, I don't know, this, this exercise, um, go to work, commute for an hour, go to work, finish work, come home, cook, blah, blah, blah. Things that maybe sometimes are so hard to achieve just because of how timetabled everything is. Now you have time to exercise. Now you have time to arrange your cupboard, to throw out the things you do not need. Now you have time to call someone and check up on them. So think of it like that. Reframe the situation. Doing one productive thing per day can lead to a more positive attitude. Set your sights on long avoided tasks. I know one thing I really hate doing, I really hate it, is organizing my clothes, right? I, I, I don't, 
I'm not a I'm not a disorganized person, and and if anything, in the last couple of months, I've become super super organized in terms of I don't like it when my clothes are not arranged or folded um, properly. But doing it in one go is so annoying. But now you have the time to do that, and you realize how many things you actually have used and have not used. So set your sights on long avoided tasks, reorganize, or create something you've always wanted to. What's something you've always wanted to do that you haven't had the, quote, time to do? Okay? Reframe the situation. Um, on to something else that, obviously, if anybody knows me, they will know that I am a yogi at heart and at everything that I try to do in life. So with that, that is a form of exercise. Exercise is a classic anxiety reduction strategy, okay? People who exercise um, on a regular basis, whether it's once every day, once every three days, three times a week, even two times a week, studies have found that those who exercise, can, it, they experience a boost in happiness. You experience not just a boost in happiness, but a boost towards your productivity, and that, my friends, is key when you are working remotely, when you do not have a sense of direct accountability to the people around you, right? These are very, very important things that I think people should really, really, really take into consideration. So exercise, so many different apps. YouTube, YouTube is free. There is a wealth of content of different types of exercises that you can participate in, right? So currently I'm doing a 30-day squat challenge and the aim is that at the end of the 30 days, you do 10,000 squats. Now, that seems crazy. What you're actually doing, breaking it down, is 335 squats every single day. And it's not just basic squats. It's like a whole 10-minute set of doing different kinds of squats. It's very hard. It's very challenging. And to be honest, day three, I could not walk. Um, but doing something like that, get moving, get on your feet, walk around your house. It doesn't matter. Do your chores while squatting. Do two push-ups in between two, you know, like wiping the surfaces, right? Obviously, wash your hands, but you, you get what the idea is, okay? So get moving. Get up out of your head and just get moving, okay? And finally, and I think uh, everyone, this has sort of just been going around the whole of the internet, set quarantine rituals okay with all this additional time spent not commuting or getting to the places um think about different ways that you can sort of engage yourself this could entail a walk in the morning with your family or if you have kids when they get up at the crack of dawn to come and disturb you maybe get yourself doing something fun with them play for play with them for half an hour okay this will help you to get out you know this app called House Party, I don't know how many of you have started doing it, but it's great. It's absolutely fantastic. It's hilarious as well. You know, try doing a FaceTime with some family or friends. You know, not all of us have family who are technologically abled, but you can do it with friends. Take a screenshot where you have silly poses on your faces. These small things, they really give you a lot of happiness. Okay, so I'm going to end today's podcast there or rather today's episode there. Set quarantine rules, reframe the situation, schedule worrying time, and acknowledge your anxiety. So these are some of my ideas about having the right way to worry about this coronavirus. 
Thank you so much for listening today. And I wish you a lovely, happy, fulfilling quarantine period.